This is the Actors Room. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode, a special edition. It's holiday season. We're doing a Christmas show. And uh, Dave came up with this idea. We're going to talk about a few movies. We're going to talk about some other things. So here we are with my brother Dave here. Say something, Dave. Hey, how you doing, man? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yes, it's the 21st of December. Yeah. We are getting there. Pretty close. It has gone so fast. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Every every year. It goes too quick. Yeah, too quick. So we thought we would collaborate together and talk about a few Christmas movies. Last year I did um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I listened to it a few weeks ago just to get, you know, into the spirit of Christmas. (laughs) Because I watched it too. I watched it about a week ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah. um, It's a must. It is. And I remember, like, going back in time, okay, when that movie came out, you went to see it at the theater I with did. a group of friends. Uh, no, I went Wasn't with um, across the street, our neighbor, Jeff, Jeff Coyne, and his right. mom. His mom took us. Okay, yeah. We were about like, I was 10, he's like a year younger than me. And I couldn't wait to see it. Me too. I, I was wait. very jealous because that day, <laughs> like, you went to the movie, it was like during the day. And that was the day we set up for like Christmas with okay. the tree and everything like that. And uh, I remember you going out and seeing the movie, and I'm thinking to myself, my God, that was a long time ago. That movie came out in 89, which is incredible. It just makes me feel old. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It's a classic now. And such a, and we're going to talk about that one. Yeah, That is on our list. We'll definitely talk about it. We're going to talk about it. But before we get started on the movies and whatnot, I want to go ahead and state that this, again, is the Actors Room. Please support the show. Go on to iTunes. Uh, rate it, give us five-star review, it helps the show. I have a donate button on my show, theactorsroom.lipson.com. You go on there and you dedicate a dollar, five dollars. I haven't got a, one of those in a while. So we're due. <laughs> we're due to have one, so get on it, do your job, help the show. To kick it off, Dave has a list of the, I don't know what you want to say, celebrities? Yeah, the Celebrities who have passed away this year. Yeah, and there's quite a few yeah, uh, notable when, ones. When I was looking at the list, <clears throat> excuse me, there's like 365 people, I don't know. Whoa. Seems like one for every day. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, I just kind of picked out some that maybe more known and notable yeah. and, and whatnot. Especially to us. And I'm sure I missed some people who are like, well, how come you didn't? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I, so let's, I'll just kick it off with that. Um, and this kind of goes in order as far as uh, as the year is uh, had gone. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Okay, great. So we had Dolores O'Riordan. Mm-hmm. I think I pronounced that right. She was the lead singer to the Cranberries. Yeah, mm-hmm. and fairly young too. I love that band. They're yeah, they were pretty big in the '90s. Uh, we grew up in the '90s, so yeah. we knew a lot of their songs. And then we had John Malone, Mahoney, who was the dad in Frasier. I love that guy. It's a great show. Um, I love yeah. that show. He made that show along with uh, the brother. The, yeah, Niles. Niles. What? Uh, Pierce? David Hyde Pierce? Yeah, David Hyde Pierce. Yeah. He's brilliant. I did a little uh, research on him uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, he was a classical pianist in high school. I can see that. Yeah, he's just a brilliant, <laughs> yeah. brilliant uh, artist. In uh, a great show, Frazier, John Mahoney started his career at a very old age. Uh, he started acting around 45 years old, which is so rare, it's unbelievable. <clears throat> wow. He was like a salesman and wow. thought to himself, you know, I want to try acting. 
And look what happened. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? You didn't know that? It's getting into the business yeah. at 45 years old. That, that's pretty old. I, don't quote me on the exact, you know, age. Yeah. But he was up in age. It's like Dangerfield. Yeah, Dangerfield started was, older, was, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, anyways. Yeah, go ahead. Next on the list, I have Stephen Hawking. Mm-hmm. Arlie Ermey. Yes. Who we had talked about. The drill <clears> sergeant. From Full Metal Jacket. Brilliant. Harry Anderson. Yes. From Sh- Cheers and Night Court. Yeah. Now, I don't think he did movies. Well, uh, he probably did. I'm sure he I did, but nothing I, of note. Off the top of my head, I can't, I can't think, think of anything. I can't think of anything either. Uh, and then we had Barbara Bush. Right. Vern Troyer, who's Mini-Me in Austin mm-hmm. Powers. Margot Kidder, Lois Lane from Superman. Yeah, she had a rocky sort of life, didn't she? Yeah. I mean, she was messed up a lot on... Uh, Alcohol or drugs. <laughs> she was like homeless at one point, I think. No shit. Yeah, she had a rough life. That's too bad. Uh, then we have uh, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, the uh, chef. Coco the Gorilla. Now, spark my uh, memory on this. <laughs> Who's Coco the Gorilla? I saw that in the she list. She learned sign language. Uh-huh. She was like the, the gorilla that could talk to people. No shit. Yeah, she was like on Mr. Rogers and some other shows ah, and stuff. Right. And she lived to be 46 years old. Yeah. Now, is that old for a... I have no idea, but I thought that was interesting. That's noteworthy, like okay. 46. It... I think that's a long life for a I... primate. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, Coco, we will miss you yeah, in, that's, in your sign language. That's crazy stuff. All right. Uh, Joe Jackson. Michael Jackson's dad. Yeah. And Tito's. <laughs> and Jermaine. And LaToya. Marlon. All those... Jacksons. There's All like a hundred of them. Jeez. Yeah. Janet. <laughs> Janet was just inducted into the uh, Rock Hall. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. That's that's incredible. She did have a fantastic career. It's almost forgotten. In the 90s, she was amazingly big. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Right? The 90s. 90s. She was in the mm-hmm. 80s, maybe, too. But mostly the 90s. I think it was the 90s. And she was an actress. She was on, um, was it Different Strokes? Or is it Facts of Life? Facts of Life? It's one of the two, maybe. God no. damn me. I, fuck me. Right? She, no, 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 no. That's someone but else. But she was definitely on a sitcom first. Yeah. But, yeah, whatever. Any, you know. Anyways. Yeah. Um, and then speaking of which, Charlotte Ray from Facts of Life. Wow, that's weird. Um, Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Robin Leach from Lifetimes, Lifetimes, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Yeah, he was a big deal. Uh, John McCain. Right. And I did not know this one. Neil Simon. Yeah. The playwright. Mm-hmm. He wrote Odd Couple, Goodbye Girl, Out of Towners, Galaxy Blues. He was a genius. And what I told my brother Dave before we started, I had unknowingly been watching Neil Simon movies for the past two weeks, just popping him in and realizing halfway through the movie, I'm like, I'm watching Neil Simon stuff. Weird. I just have a, you know, yearning to... Watch his films, and he was a brilliant writer. He wrote mostly for the stage, and uh, some of his stuff was put into film. And then he would just write for film, like uh, Seems Like Old Times with Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn. Right, Vaughan. right, right. Just an underrated film. Seems Like Old Times is fucking amazing. Charles Grodin. Charles Grodin. Yeah. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, and Burt Reynolds. Yeah, good old Burt. Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sad. George H.W. Bush. Mm-hmm. And just recently, I think it was on Wednesday or Tuesday, Penny Marshall passed away. Yeah. Do you and, know how she passed? Uh, I didn't. Okay. I didn't read up on it. <clears throat> but she directed The League of Their Own. Yes. One of 
maybe my favorite baseball movie. Yeah, There's oh, so yeah. many good ones, yeah, but I think you, that's yeah. probably my favorite. But when you think of all the baseball movies that are out there, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of good ones, man. And to say that that's your favorite is saying something to me. It's so good. Oh, it's so well done. It's perfect. She was a hell of a director. What else did she direct? I just watched Big the other day. She directed Big? Mm-hmm. Yep. I didn't know that. I mean, she did great work. I'll have to do some research more on other films that she's done, but she's done some great work. Will be definitely missed. And, uh, you know, her brother was also um, a big deal. Gary Marsh. Gar- yeah, Gary. And he yeah. was in A League of Their Own. Yeah, he had a small role, <laughs> too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he uh, created Happy Days. <clears throat> so, right. There you go. So, yeah, that's a good good thing to do in uh, remembering the people that have passed this year. Uh, here we are at the end of the year. And uh, we're wrapping things up. This is going to be the last show of the year. So thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy this show, a Christmas edition of The Actors Room. And now we are going to dive into some of our favorite Christmas movies. Oh, oh yeah. I was going to mention some songs first. Oh, you want to do that now? Yeah. We Let's don't do talk about musicians a whole lot. No, we don't. I did a Kurt Cobain episode in a and David Bowie. Bowie. Which is actually the very top of the list. Here. Oh, yeah, <laughs> baby. Some of our favorite songs and albums I just wanted to touch upon real quick. Uh, you probably know most of them, but the very first one, probably my favorite Christmas song. I know song, it is. Little Drummer Boy, Peace yeah. on Earth with Bing Crosby and David Bowie. Oh, I, you know. So good. It's like a, a music video, sort of. Well, it was a special that Bing yeah. Crosby had. Yeah. So they recorded it in 1977. It wasn't released as a single until 1982. Interesting. So <clears throat> he had that show. There's rumors that Bing Crosby didn't know who Bowie was. That's true. I read about that. So yeah. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> um, he and, didn't know who he was. And they approached Bowie on doing it, and he wanted to do it, but he did not like Little Drummer Boy. He didn't like the song. David Bowie didn't like the song. No, he's like, I really don't want to sing that. Hmm. Um, so they wrote Peace on Earth for Bowie. Okay. So that's kind of how, to, you know, oh, they, Peace on Earth... They added that. Okay, so, okay, so that would, in your words, say that kind of convinced him to do it? Yeah, or I'm sure it helped. Persuaded him to do it? Yeah, probably. I love that song. It's it gives great. me goosebumps every time yeah. I hear it. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah, you got two great voices. Is it? And, yeah. And I think because you, it, it probably wouldn't have been as, as, as successful if they didn't add in that piece on Earth. You might be right. If they were just singing Little Drummer Boy, it'd be like, meh. We it, probably wouldn't be talking about it today. It's so weird, too, because that piece on Earth goes so well mm-hmm. with Drummer Boy as well. Like, it flowed in. It feels like the same song. I, it, yeah. In a way. They really did splice it in together very well. Yeah. And those two, you have two legends, uh, an older legend at the time, and a younger one. And I don't know. Like, it worked so well. <clears throat> I love that song. Great choice, Dave. Yeah. What's your next one? Um... Another one of my favorites is Where Are You Christmas by Faith Hill. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. Now, and I did not know this. This was co-written by James Horner, Will Jennings, and Mariah Carey. Okay. Now, it was originally recorded by Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. But because she was in, like, a legal battle okay. with her ex-husband, mm-hmm. they weren't able to release it. So they had oh. Faith Hill sing it. Okay. So Interesting. <laughs> Could have been a hit by Mariah Dude, Carey. The things that go on, you yeah, know, and things scenes, happen. You no, know, I didn't know that. Things change, and you got to work something out, get the song out there. So Faith Hill, there you go. <clears throat> um, so 
After that, I just wanted to talk about some holiday albums, and I'll start with some of the classics. Alright. For us, we grew up listening to the first two. Carpenters, yeah, Christmas the, Portrait. The Carpenters. Yeah. My mom, our mom, <laughs> loved this album. We we heard it every Christmas. At least five times. While we were putting up the tree and whatnot. Yeah. That was on. It was on often. And it's a long Christmas album, and uh, my favorite tune from that is Merry Christmas, Darling. Yeah. You hear it a lot on the radio. It's played a lot. Very that's, touching song. That's a good one. Yeah. And then we have the Beach Boys Christmas album. Oh, yeah. Which is also another one we heard. Yeah. yeah. Times. That's a good one. Uh, and these, you know, that album had five original songs by Brian Wilson and Mike Love, mm. which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> and the third album, I guess it's a classic now, Mariah Carey's Christmas album. Yeah. That came out in 94. Wow. Wait, I didn't think it was that long ago. Oh my God. I didn't, I really didn't. I was like, wow, man. Whew. And they've been playing the shit out of it ever since. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, that's where, uh. It's a classic, though, man. It's got to be the most popular Christmas song. Well, I have I a, think. I have a note here. Worldwide, 15 mm. million sold. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Um, some of the newer stuff, I wanted to talk about this guy. This was released in 2016. Mm. Brett Eldridge. Mm -hmm. He's a country singer. Okay. Now, I don't know <laughs> any of his country stuff. I don't, I don't either. I don't listen to country. But this album is called Glow. Mm-hmm. It's not country to me. It mm. has like a big band feel to it. Oh, okay. And his voice is phenomenal. Really? I'll have to give it a yeah. listen. I've, I've never heard of it. It's all original or, or traditional, I'm sorry. It's all traditional okay. songs except for this song called Glow mm -hmm. that he wrote with uh, Ross, Ross Copperman. Okay. And that song, Glow, is pretty good. Okay, I'll have to it's, give a listen to it. Why not? I feel like it's really tough to write an original Christmas oh, song. Oh, it is. And... It, it, there's another, the next one here, uh, Sia. Sia? Or is it Sia? I, I suck. I, I don't know. know. What? She, um, oh, oh. <coughs> she's saying Chandelier. Do you know that one? No. 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 You, you probably, you'd recognize it. <laughs> okay. But this came out just last year. It's called Every Day is Christmas. Mm -hmm. I think every song is like an original song. So I wanted to throw that out there. I hmm. think that kind of shit's amazing. Yeah, it is. When you come up with an original Christmas song and it works and it's good, yeah, that's hard to do. That's that's an accomplishment. It just is. And if you don't want to get too serious about Christmas, <laughs> the Bare Naked Ladies have an album. Uh, yeah. It's called Bare Naked for the Holidays. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's kind of fun. <laughs> there's some traditional They're stuff. They're fun, period. They there's, just are. There's some new stuff that they have. Mm. Um, they recorded a song called Green Christmas, okay. which I really like. It's actually in the beginning of uh, Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah. And then there's another one, Christina Perry. I like her voice a mm. lot, and she has an EP out. I think there's only like five or six songs on it. Okay. And I recommend that one. Great. So Very good. Now we can delve into the movies. All right. Let's do it. And uh, Christmas Vacation, we'll start off with. We're going to start off with Chevy Chase, A Christmas Vacation, uh, the third installment in the National Lampoon, you know, Odyssey, <clears throat> yeah. uh, came out in 89. Mm-hmm. And I highlighted this episode a year ago. A year ago. And it was fun. Um, and uh, I'm sure there are things that I missed talking about it. It's a great film. Uh, I think that when you look at Christmas movies and you poll people, uh, I think people really do put this in every year. Everyone I talk to. 
They yeah. love that's on their list to put in every year. Uh, are there some notes that you want to point out first? <clears throat> well, uh, there's director Chris Columbus mm-hmm. who is supposed to do this movie. Yeah. But uh, he told John Hughes, who it's written by John Hughes. That's it's right. From like a story that he wrote in a 1980 issue of uh, the Lampoon magazine. That's right. It's called Christmas '59. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he told Hughes, he's like, "There's no way I can do this movie. I need to work, but I can't do it with this guy." And he's referring to Chevy Chase. That's right. They did not get along. No, they did not. <laughs> <laughs> you have a director who's like, "I need to work." But I hate this fucking guy. Yes, Uh, from my research, Chevy Chase was very into what he was doing, okay? He didn't like, if he didn't like something, okay, you knew about it. Very particular, this guy. Bold. And I listened to the commentary of this movie. You know when they have people talk about the movie while they play the movie? They had uh, Beverly D'Angelo, Randy Quaid, and Johnny Galecki, I believe. Galecki. Yeah, they were talking as long as well as the director through the whole commentary. And you found out some interesting things. And the one thing that uh, uh, Beverly said is that while they're filming this, she said like every installment of the vacation movies, when they would first start, that she said, Chevy and I, we got along just great. Like we were just clicking, getting along. But by the end, we were just like, okay, we're done. It was just, <laughs> it was a journey with Chevy. And uh, also like Chevy would, would, kind of coach Johnny Galecki. Now, he played the kid, the young kid. Rusty. Uh, Rusty, yeah. And he would tell him where to stand, how to act. Like, he would help him out. Like, he was very particular. And Beverly's like, well, was he kind of pissing you off doing this? And he's like, no, not really. He helped me. You know, I was young in the business, and he really did kind of, you know, help me through the process of, like, how things go, and he made me feel very comfortable. Uh, And even Randy Quaid said, that working with Chevy Chase was just a blast. They had a lot of fun together. Just working together was very serious. Yeah. And they have great scenes. I mean, come on. Cousin Eddie. Yeah. He was such a great character. Oh, yeah. In this movie, man, he's got that outfit on like he always does. And uh, I think he had like, they call it a dicky or underneath his sweater. You it looked like see a, it yeah. through the sweater. <laughs> I love that shit. Oh, man. Any other <laughs> notes about uh, Christmas Vacation? Yeah, I... I did not know this. Yeah. Aunt Bethany. Mm-hmm. It was played by, and I'm going to probably butcher her last name. Her name is Mae Kestel. Kestel. I think it's, yeah. Questel. Uh, th- this was her final film. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had passed away at 89 and 98. Okay. But she was the voice of Betty Boop. That's right. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a great cast. Like the older, mm-hmm. like the grandparents, they were yeah. all just big, yeah, big names. E.G. Marshall, who mm-hmm. played Hart. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was Helen's father. He was juror number four in 12 Angry Men. That's right. And the president in Superman 2. I didn't know that. He was a... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's, All these years. You know, 12 Angry Men is a great film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a classic. It's a classic. Henry Fonda, just a great movie. Um, Cousin Catherine. Who yes. Was, uh, Miriam Flynn mm-hmm. from Cleveland. I didn't know that. Yeah. Nice. It's also in Mr. Mom. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's good. <laughs> got to throw in some Michael Keaton. In yeah, you got to have Michael Keaton. Got to throw him in there. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it. Um, I know there's there's a YouTube video of Chevy Chase watching the film, which was like the first time he had watched it in ten years. Uh-huh. It's just like a 
it's a three minute video with that. Okay. Of him just <laughs> inviting this crew into his home. Mm-hmm. He's just laying there on the couch with oh, his okay. daughter yeah. and wife watching the movie and gives a few commentaries. And <laughs> I enjoyed it. He's such a goofball. Yeah, yeah, he really he's is. so full of himself. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's part of his act. It, yeah, I think it so is. too. He gets great joy out of <laughs> kind of making fun of himself and kind of building himself up at the same time. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Uh, but I think you're right. He's very cocky. That's why we love him. Very comfortable with his talent, so to speak. Oh, yeah. And it comes off quite well. Um, he's getting up there in age now. Yeah. And um, I keep in touch with his youngest daughter, and she's really nice. And when I do a next episode with Chevy, I'd like to do one soon. I would like to get her input on a few things. Maybe she'll nice. help with the show. So I'm looking forward to doing that. And uh, I don't think there's anything else I'd like to talk about with Christmas Vacation. No. I think that's pretty good. We can um, move on to the next one. Yeah. The, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. The next one might be one of my favorites. Yeah. And in, it's probably most of everyone's favorites. It's A Wonderful Life. 1946. Yeah. And this film was kind of a flop when it was released. Didn't do about the box office right away. No. No. But uh, nevertheless... It has become a hit, um, and it's great. It's just a story that I think nearly everyone can relate to, Yeah, where you, you just don't end up... You, your life didn't go exactly the way you wanted it to, you right. know? And, and sometimes when things go bad, it's just you can't take it, and you just you don't know what to do. And I think that's a common theme in a lot of yeah, people's it, lives. <clears throat> so you can relate to it. And oh, yeah. James Stewart, God bless oh, him. One of the greatest of all time. He really was. Uh, very natural... Just a likable guy, uh, on and off screen. Not only a terrific talent on the screen, but he may very well be one of the most likable people in the <clears throat> business ever. Yeah, he's like he was like the Tom Hanks of that. More so, like he was just a downright awesome fucking guy. When we went to California and did the whole, we would. Uh, Get on the bus. The tour. The tour. And you would see houses of all the stars. I remember going by his house, and they told a story that one of the buses broke down, and they were just kind of waiting for help. He came out of the house, and he, like, gave them cookies and shit. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't something like that. Uh, I'm not sure if he invited them inside, but he... It was just a hell of a story. He was accommodating. Yeah. Big star. Huge star. Just a good guy. Just imagine your, your... your car or a bus that you tour, yeah, and you break down in front of like I don't know, say Tom Hanks, and he comes yeah. out and helps you. How cool would that be, man? That's a story to tell after your vacation's over. One <laughs> hell of a tour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyways, this yeah. film, I have a few notes here. That's yeah, me cool. too, man. Go for it. Um, when Donna Reed, the lead character, yeah. she's throws a rock at the at the glass. Yeah. at the house, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, the director hired a, a marksman to shoot it out. Mm. You know. But they didn't know that Reed broke the window herself because like she she played Ooh. baseball in high school and had a good arm. All right. That's pretty badass. Yeah, very nice. Marshman's like, all right. She didn't need any help. No. <laughs> I can throw this fucking rock. Uh, this was a director uh, directed by Frank Capra. Okay, this is his favorite movie that he did. I would hope okay. so. Uh, and it, yeah, it should be. But some of these directors, they sometimes have a favorite for personal reasons. Yeah. But this definitely was his favorite. Um, the writers called the finished film horrid. The writers didn't like it. Yeah, I heard Did about that. Did you write that. about that? 
Um, but I mean, you're gonna have that. I think you always want something to be a little better or whatever. Yeah, but the, it gets it changes. The end product, though, man. Come on. I mean, I don't know. It seems to me that Jimmy Stewart, okay, is very appealing in that way where you identify with him. And you do in this movie. Oh, yeah. You you go on this journey with him. You feel for him. And as much as you hate the, uh, what's his name? Potter. The, the Potter guy. I mean, <laughs> do you remember that Saturday Night Live thing they did? Dana Carvey played Potter. Did he play Potter? Oh, no, no, my God. Wait. No, was it, no. I thought it was somebody else. Because Dana Carvey played James Stewart. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but that's I can't remember who it. played Potter. I don't remember who played Potter. It might have been Farley. I don't no, know. No, it wasn't Farley. It wasn't Farley. But, man, they start kicking Potter at the end. You know, it's, uh, Dana Carvey's like, let's get that son of a uh, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, what would you call it, an alternate ending? Yeah, the alternate ending. <laughs> They yeah. just go and pound the shit out of them. Oh, they shit. just attack them. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, it, and I'll, I'll admit it. This is the first movie that I teared up on. I When I watch it every year, yeah. they play it on Christmas Eve on television with commercials and all. And I sit down and I watch it with commercials and all. That's this was a tradition for me. Mm. And right around 1130, 12 o'clock, when that thing's wrapping up, guess who's crying <laughs> on Christmas Eve? <laughs> this guy. It's the uh, the end part. There's well, I love the part in the bar where he's breaking down. Do you have a note about that? Well, he really he really he, broke down. He there. was he was going from what I hear. He was really going through some things, Jimmy yeah. Stewart, and a lot of that. It wasn't really called for to cry, right? I guess that was improvised or is just it in just the happened. Moment. It, it just happened. Yeah. yeah, and I know the Capra. He zoomed in closer. It was a wider shot. Yeah, but the final edit, he they zoomed in closer to get that moment. Yeah, so they'll say it, you you can see it's a little grainier. Yeah, it's the quality. The this quality is, good. is not as good because he wanted that close up of him yeah. losing it. Yeah, uh, and of course at the very end when everybody comes with their money. Yeah, and but when the brother walks in, you're just like, oh. When the brother walks in, man, just, and I don't know why it tugs, why? At, it tugs at the heartstrings. You know, <laughs> it's 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 so good. All those people coming, all the support that he didn't know he had, all the love that he didn't know he had, yeah, is probably the thing. And then when you see the brother, it just over the top. Yeah, it just comes right at you, and it's just like, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. The ending is terrific. I wanted to point out also that during this time, this was filmed in California, and it was like 80, 90 degrees. And you're seeing, it is not cold there, folks. <laughs> and if you notice in the movie when George is breaking down, going through all the flashbacks or the alternate universe, he's sweating because he's fucking hot. Oh, yeah, He's yeah. sweating a lot, and right. that's because it was 90 degrees. And I thought that's interesting. Movie magic. Coming at you. All right, I'm going to see if there's any other notes I got here that make sense. <laughs> oh, Elfelfa yeah, is in the yeah, movie. Yeah, Elfelfa. From the Little Rascals. That's right. I would say he's probably around 20-something. That sounds about right. right. Mm -hmm. Very small role in the beginning of the movie. And I think that's about it. This can be classified as one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. And some say one of the greatest movies of yeah. all time. yeah. And there we go. We can move on from that one. What's the next on your list, man? Uh, another one that might be my favorite is Love Actually. 
Yes. Um, <clears throat> not for everybody, because you can't sit your kids down to watch uh, this one. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. All right. Not... This is an adult <coughs> Christmas movie. It, relationships. It's, it's and those like uh, stand-in porn stars. Exactly. That That's really the kinda... part. Yeah, you got to have, maybe kids can go get something to eat yeah. and then come back later. Yeah. Because that's not really appropriate. But all in all, Love Actually came out in 2003. And ever since then, has really been a staple for anyone that enjoys Christmas movies. Love Actually has a lot of big stars. Mostly English actors. I'm sorry, British actors. Yeah, and I, I love that about movies when there's an ensemble cast. There's mm-hmm. not exactly one main character. Those are the best. Aren't I they? I love them. I do. They're, they're my favorites. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Uh, when they're written well enough to where you care about all these characters and mm-hmm. there's there's something interesting going on with each of them. Yeah. You don't know where it's going. Some of it intertwines. I love it. It's great. And yeah. like you said, the cast, it's amazing. And I want to point out a movie like that, it's got to be hard to write when you think about it. Yeah, I would think so. All those moving pieces and most of them coming together. You know, where the relationships come into play, where you find out later on in the film that, oh, they're related, or mm-hmm. yeah, that's how they fit in. Uh, the only two that don't are the uh, the singer, the <clears throat> rock star, the older rock star, and his manager. Yeah. yeah. I think those are the only two characters that weren't intertwined with everybody else. No. And before I move on from those two, they were good, especially the rock star guy. Yeah. Um. At the very end, when he realizes that the only person he really wants to spend his Christmas with is him, the fat guy, he says, right? Yeah. He says that he loves him. Now, your opinion, what does he mean by that? As a friend or as a companion slash lover? That's a good point because I've wondered that myself, but I think I've come to the conclusion Mm -hmm. that it's really, he's his friend. Just a friendship. Yeah, you know, like. Okay. I, for some reason, like every time I watch it, like the more I watch it, I question that relationship. It's possible. I think it's very ambiguous. Yeah. I think it could be either It's way. open for that. Yeah. You can, you Maybe know, just the way you take it. And he also is like, let's get drunk and watch. No, he's like, let's get that, pissed and watch porn. Yeah, right. You're like, well, what kind <laughs> is of. It, what are you watching there, buddy? What kind of porn, huh? <laughs> Big dicks, makes, little dicks. Yeah, and... what, what are we watching? <laughs> Which we put in. All right. But yeah, interesting. Interesting. Uh, I have a note here with, uh, I love this character, Colin. Oh, yeah, yeah, great character. The actor, Chris Marshall, returned his paycheck for this. Yes, he did. The the scene where he all three American girls undress him, (laughs) he said he had such a good time. (laughs) He's like, you know what, they had like 21 takes. He was willing to do it for free. (laughs) That's great. But, you know, to say that is one thing. Okay, oh, I do it for free. But he actually did. He gave his paycheck back? That's amazing. <laughs> I had so much fun. I can't take your money. Here, have it back. What a cool guy. Wasn't really work. <laughs> Not work. Wait, he goes to Milwaukee, right? Yeah. yeah. Milwaukee. And I'm sure there's beautiful women there, but oh, it's so, so dude, funny. There's beautiful women all over oh, this yeah. country, folks. Yeah. All, all those of you listening abroad, never been to America. Just pick a city. Pick a city. <clears throat> There are beautiful women everywhere. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and Colin found one. Or three. Uh, he found a couple. Ah, quite a few. The The next note I have on this is the airport greeting footage. It was all real. Yeah, that was all real. Those and it are, looks it. Yeah. It just does. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's all I got. Um, I thought it was interesting, too. 
And she comes up in our episodes. Mm. We forget her name. Laura Linney. Actually, Laura that's actually Linney. the first note I have in all caps. Yes. <clears throat> she wasn't originally cast. They had some other actress. The director's yeah. like, boy, I'm really looking for somebody like Laura Linney. And yeah. the casting director's like, God damn it, why don't you just fucking get her then? Yeah, this is a reach. <laughs> um, maybe ask her. And that's what they did. So there you go. Because it's interesting, when you watch the movie, she's the only American actress in that, whoa, besides Billy Bob. But he plays the U.S. president. Right, right. So she was the only American actress besides Billy Bob in that movie. And I'm thinking, that's interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it's possible to have some American working overseas. Well, of course. Of course. Uh, there's people, there's Americans over there. Which make it, yeah, which made the movie that much more realistic to me as well. Mm-hmm. You know, putting that in there. And uh, she did a great job. Uh, I felt that the guy she was involved with was way out of her league. That guy was freaking really good looking. He looked like a model. Yeah, oh, yeah. He probably yeah. is. Yeah, but, yeah, interesting. I mean, she's pretty, but... yeah. I don't know. Well, it was interesting. But and she ended up choosing her brother over this guy, yeah. which was an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. But you know who I really love in this movie? Hugh Grant. Absolutely. My wife loves Hugh Grant and Colin Firth, is it? Right. Yeah. Colin Firth. And she absolutely adores this movie. We watch it like twice a year. Twice? We watch it twice this Christmas season. Wow. She loves it that much. Wow. Yeah. I get a little sick of it. I'll be what? honest with you. <laughs> you can't, you yeah, know. I've seen it a few times. It's a little overdone. All right. I think that's all we have about this one. Yeah, Billy Bob playing the president. And I want to note this as well. Boy, we come off pretty bad, don't we? Yeah. yeah. As Americans, we Yeah. Do. I didn't like that aspect of it. Yeah. I just didn't. And But, you know, that's just how they view us or want to kind of portray us in that movie. Maybe some of them, but yeah, that's... And <laughs> another uh, favorite part in the movie for me, my favorite part, is when Hugh Grant dances to the Pointer Sisters. He didn't want to do that. He didn't. He he thought that, what, the Prime Minister wouldn't do that? Right. Uh, but it's my favorite part in the I movie. I love it. When he gets caught, it's so it's so good the way he's just like, oh! Yeah! Like his reaction <laughs> is just like, shit, I've just been caught. But think about this. We all have done this. Dancing around, being silly to a song. And it's real life, man. And that's why I like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And he looked so natural doing it. I love the song, too. The Pointer Sisters are good. In the 80s, they were huge. Yeah. So, yeah, great choice. Fantastic movie. And we're going to move on. What's the next one, man? Christmas Story. Ralphie, the light lamp. I'm sure it's on right now. It's on right now. And then it's going to be on again right after that. There's about a million people at least watching it right now. <laughs> at least. Well, probably more. And, of course, we have to note this was filmed just outside of Cleveland, Ohio. Yes, sir. Uh, the exterior parts and some of the interior. Yeah. Um. That, did you do research on that? Because I've heard some conflicting stories about that. Like, all the outside stuff is Cleveland. For sure. No, well, right? Of the house. Of the house, walking the down s- the street. Now, the school, I was, don't know. I think in Canada. Uh, oh, that's right. Toronto. They filmed some stuff in Toronto. Right. Um, but most of the stuff outside, like when they're walking around the neighborhood. Yeah, that's right there on the same street. Yeah, that's Cleveland. Yeah, that's right there on, on Tremont, in, in Tremont. Now, did you go inside the house? Yes. Did it, does it look like the house they use in the movie, inside? Well, can you tell? They, they reconstructed it to make it look like, well... So it wasn't done in the house then? They, there are certain scenes, like when he's at the door... Yeah. Um, 
that's the real house. That makes sense. But any of the interior that that was that Maybe was filmed on the set or okay. or somewhere else. Okay, good. So there were a few parts that was that were filmed inside that house, but it was mostly for the exterior. In which that house sold on eBay in in two thousand and five yeah. for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yes. So the buyer spent like a year restoring the home to make it look like the original because it was not the same. Right. You know. Uh, and now it's part of a tour. You know, you can tour the house. Mm-hmm. I've been there a couple times. <clears throat> I uh, still haven't been there yet, man. I don't know how you haven't. It's, it's crazy. It's so uh, awesome. I got to do that. And there's a gift shop across the street. Um, the <laughs> couple of years ago when me and Lisa went to see it, we're standing outside the front <clears throat> of the house taking pictures or whatnot. And this family, like fucking Griswold family, uh-huh. you know, the daughter, son, you know. The father's like, can you take our picture with his uh-huh. phone? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, sure, of course. Yeah. And they line up, and he's like, okay, make it good. This is going to be our Christmas card next year. I'm like, oh, holy my shit. God, no pressure. No pressure at all. I'm like, my God. You know, I took a few. I'm like, let me know if it's uh, not good. That's you know, cool, man. I'm like, if you want me to redo it, no problem. <laughs> but there, this family was from Wisconsin. Oh, Okay. And they're like, yeah, we came here just to see the house. Wow. We drove. I feel really bad now that I, I haven't seen it. I'm like, holy shit, they had nothing else to do. They're asking, like, what else is there to do around here? I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I live here. I don't know. <laughs> like, go to the Rock Hall, yeah. I guess. Or, um, oh, We have so many great restaurants here in Cleveland as well. I mean, Michael Simon is a staple here in Cleveland. And if you don't know who Michael Simon is, he's an iron chef. He's a big deal, man. He does the chew on NBC, I think. I think it was just canceled, actually. But he was doing that for a long time. He got some great restaurants here. Lola, Lolita. He has a barbecue place downtown. I mean, we have some great restaurants here. Yeah, they fixed up our flats. Oh, they're doing a great job. Unrecognizable. Yeah, you know, we've been picked on a lot in the past. And we're on our way back, people. For good good reasons, too. Yeah. We we were on a decline for about good 30 years. You know what? (laughs) And another reason why we are on our way back is because of Baker Mayfield. I'm going to put that on the table right now. Any football fans out there, look out. We are (laughs) on our way. This guy is unbelievable. I love the guy. The Cleveland Browns, man. Finally. We were a joke for how many years? Most of my life, really. Okay. Well, you better take notice. We are on our way back. I'm looking forward to Sunday when we play the Bengals. That's going to be great. Got a little off topic there. Yeah. That, but we're talking about Cleveland. Yeah. We like to point that out. We'll, we'll tend to do that. Amen. As, Go Browns. As we talk about the Christmas story. <laughs> Getting back we'll, to we'll a Christmas get back story. On track. All right. Um, the scene where Flick gets his tongue stuck. Classic. Uh, it was actually, there was a hidden suction tube that they had used. Yeah, I read to, about to that. To make it look like it was really stuck. Because it looks like it was really stuck. I mean, it looks like he would really put his tongue yeah. on that frozen pole. But movie magic. Yeah, that was cool. It, uh, Flick, I liked a lot in the movie. All the kids were good. Yeah, but you Flick know? was great. Yeah, and uh, Scott Fargus. He's good. Zach Ward is the actor who plays him. I like mm-hmm. him a lot. And um, I'm trying to think here if there's any other notes about this movie. Um, I mean, we pointed out Darren McGavin, the father. Yeah. Okay, when we highlighted a top 20 performances comedy, he came up because, I mean, we feel that performance is just amazing. It really is. And I think they had another actor. Oh, Jack Nicholson was supposed to play it. Man. But he, he demanded too much money. Right. They would have doubled the budget. Yep. 
And I think Bob Clark, the director, stated that Darren McGavin did a better job anyway. <laughs> they got <laughs> for less money. Yeah, for you're, less money. You're talking about Jack. Yeah. You would, know Jack would have been great. Oh, he would so, have been good too. I mean, don't get me wrong. But, but, but Darren McGavin was fucking great. Oh, man. He really was. The father, just great stuff. The leg lamp. Uh, they did a great job with the feel of it. I guess the city of Cleveland really went out of their way to help with the production. They mm-hmm. donated old cars, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And because it was in the dead of winter when they filmed this, and having all those antique cars, they were the people that loaned these cars were very nervous about the salt. Hell yeah. Here in Cleveland, okay, our roads are so shitty in the winter, they got to throw salt on the roads. What does salt do? It hurts your car. Yeah, if underneath. You don't wax it and shit. Yeah. Or underneath, too. Underneath there. So what happened was every day after shoots wrapped, they would hose the cars down big time, like, oh. to make sure that things were not ruined. So well, that's nice of them. Good job for the city of Cleveland stepping up, doing a great job, helping out in this movie. It's a classic, folks. They play it, like, I think on Christmas Eve all day. They Yeah, probably Christmas Day as well. Yeah. It's always on. Um, and before we move on from A Christmas Story, I want to mention Scott Schwartz, who played Flick. I think he's a pretty good <laughs> guy. He was in The Toy, the yeah. little boy. He was in The Toy. Yeah. I thought he was a very talented young man. He was such a, he's so good at being a little shit. Oh, he such was, a, man. In that movie, Richard Pryor, those two, uh, they were like dancing. I mean, it was great. They yeah. had great chemistry. Yeah, he's interviewed in uh, some things that I listened to. And he seems like a really nice guy, down-to-earth type guy. And because he was in the business when he was a kid, he's got some stories about things. Um, but, yeah, I, I really like him as an actor. You know, he really didn't do anything after that. I mean, he mm. didn't. He just didn't. And he's a real chubby little guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. If you see pictures of him now, look him up. Scott Schwartz. He's kind of <laughs> like an elf. I don't know. He can play an elf now. He does look like an elf. And doesn't Peter Billingsley also, uh, he plays Ralphie. He's an elf with... Uh, um, the movie Elf, the Christmas movie. Oh, he is? Yes. He plays the uh, the head elf. Really? Yeah. Um, when, uh, what's his name? I'm forgetting Will his Ferrell. name. Yeah, Will Ferrell is fucking up with his toy making and everything. That's Ralphie. No He shit. plays in that movie. I did not know that. And it, for some reason, I'm not like the hugest fan of that movie. It's okay. If our, if I like it. Yeah, I, I mean, great. it's okay. It, I, I don't have it on the list. Sorry. Eh, that's all right. Sorry, everyone out there. But, I, I mean, I do love Elf. That's a great... I love Will Ferrell. Yeah. I oh, yeah, I, I do, too. So, uh, moving on? Yeah, I think I think so, man. We really... I think we talked about that one enough. And as well yeah. as the city of Cleveland. <laughs> which is okay. <laughs> I like how we threw Baker Mayfield in there real quick. I think that was appropriate. We have to. Um, next on the list is Scrooged. Yeah, man, Bill, Bill Murray. Murray. Bill Murray. Um, Bill Murray, after Ghostbusters, took four years off from the movies. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember doing my episode on Bill. He took four years off. Yeah. Um, he was living in Paris, I think, at the time. And I, he, he was just... He, he the, the the fame of Ghostbusters, yeah. he, was just, he couldn't handle it. He it was needed too a much, break, man. <laughs> a four-year break, apparently. Wow. And uh, it had to be the right script, and he did like this script. He loved the script. He wasn't really happy with how it turned out. He and the nope. He and the director did not get along. They did not. Um, <laughs> oh boy! Apparently, there was a disagreement. Uh, anyways, <clears throat> do you know what the disagreement was? It seemed like everything, like the whole direction that Richard Donner directed this. Yeah. Um. 
He did Superman. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the way Donner directed it was apparently very fast-paced. Like, uh-huh. Bill Murray says it was like doing it live or something. Okay. And, it, you know, the direction he gave is just like, he was always like, louder, louder, keep doing it louder. He's yeah. like, thought he was deaf or something. It was like... I think it was also... Yeah, it, the writing, too. Like, I think Donner changed things. Where Bill liked the original script, I think things changed, and, and Bill was getting pissed. He goes, the script's fine. Don't yeah. fuck with it. Yeah. And he did, and although Bill may not have liked it, the final product, I did. I really did. I thought it was fine. I think most people did. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, I mean, hey, it's a Christmas Carol movie. Mm-hmm. It's been done many times, but this one, modern, spin on it. And uh, Frank Cross, <laughs> what, what a character. <laughs> what a jerk. What a fucking <laughs> asshole. Yeah, Dude, he... that promo that he had, <laughs> what, you got people shooting up heroin, shooting people on the road. Were they doing heroin? Yeah, there was, a, there was a, like, they showed a spoon and, like, a really, flame I, under it. I forgot that. And Bobcat Goldwaith. Yeah. Yeah. Bobcat. <laughs> I don't think you should play that ad. <laughs> Well, I, this is kind of a short, uh, you know, short notice. You telling me these things? I go, I just saw it, sir. And he <laughs> fires him. I mean, what a dick he was. He played it very well. Oh, of course. Oh yeah. Of Any course. other notes about Scrooge? Um, no, I don't. No. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, the uh, the Murray brothers were significant in this movie. You have John Murray was his brother, of course, in the movie. That's his real brother. And uh, I mentioned in my Bill Murray episode, if you want to see a funny movie, Moving Violations. Do you remember that movie when you were kids? Yeah. Is it still funny, though? It's still funny. Really? The movie itself is bad. Don't get me wrong. The story is horrible. But John Murray is fucking hilarious. You got Jennifer Tilly in that. I like Mm -hmm. her a lot. Um, Check out Moving Violations. Getting off topic, but... You know, the Murray brothers were in this movie, too. I think the other brother, too. Is his name Fred Ward? Is that his name? Fred Ward. Yes. Isn't he in that, too? Yes. He played the mechanic. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, he's funny, too. He was in uh, Roxanne. Remember Roxanne with Steve Martin? Yeah. He has a small role in that one, too. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Uh, All right, so I think we're done with Scrooge, man. We can move on. Moving along is the Santa Claus in 1994 with Tim Allen. Yeah. Um, Disney made this movie. So this okay. is a Disney movie, and they have a policy of not hiring ex-cons. That's right, because <laughs> Alan's an ex-con. <laughs> he is. Now, this is way back in the day, folks. <laughs> way back in the day. In 1978, Alan was arrested in Kalamazoo Battle Creek's International Airport. In Michigan, yeah. Near for, Detroit, was it, I think? Um, that I don't know, but yeah. it was in Michigan, yeah. And he had on him... 1.43 pounds of cocaine. Wow. So that's quite a bit of cocaine. Yeah, he was a dealer, folks. Yeah. Yeah. And so he pled guilty and <laughs> also gave away names of other drug oh, dealers. Hey, no. Just so he wouldn't get life in prison. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so he was doing all he could to stay out of jail. Yeah. He uh, ended up only. That. He only, only, he think he served three, two, two years. And, whoa, whoa. He served two years. Tim Allen was in jail for two years? Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So. That's an interesting little tidbit. But t- him. Disney, 
they kind of bent their rules because well, they really yeah, wanted Tim Allen right. to be in it. You know, he turned his life around. You know what I mean? <coughs> and I understand the policy. They're all like, you know, they want to keep it clean. I get that. But shit happens, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. He turned his life around, and that movie is just, I, you know, as far as, like, when you think of Tim Allen and Home Improvement and all that stuff, he really is a, a good actor. He, yeah, he is. Um, yeah. This is his first starring role in a movie. Was it really? Yeah, this okay. is, you know... Um, I saw it in the theater. I loved it immediately. Oh, absolutely. It, it was such a great concept, and... Um, uh, I, I'd always loved Home Improvement, so I was yeah. like, great. I we lo- were big fans yeah. of that show. Um, I want to talk about his transformation going from, you know, what was it, his name in the movie? Um, it was Scott something. Because it was SC. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, he goes right. from being a normal guy, turning into Santa Claus. And I thought that transformation was done very well by the director and everybody else on the set because it really did that transformation where he's getting progressively a little bigger. Yeah. And he goes to the <laughs> doctor, great. you know, great. great little scene. He shaves his beard off and then, he, yeah. I mean, he takes the towel and before you know it, it's full again. He's like, oh boy, <laughs> you know, he knows <laughs> something's wrong here, you yeah. know? Um, uh, and the only thing I didn't like about this movie, the only thing is that damn kid. The oh, son yeah. is so freaking <clears throat> annoying. Yeah, yeah. What is it about that kid? I don't know. Is it just me? No, it's definitely okay. not. Because I don't like the kid either. Annoying. He's very annoying. But the guy I also like is Bernard. David Krumholtz, I believe his name that is. That sounds about right. Yeah. Excellent actor. He is. Excellent. He was in a show, Numbers, for a little while Yes, there. yes. I watched some of it. I like him as an actor. I think he's very good. He was in 10 Things I Hate About oh, You. That's right. With Heath Ledger. He played the door kid. He was so good. There's a Dude. penis on my face, isn't the, the, there? <laughs> <laughs> that's so... I mean, he's talking to those guys. I remember we would we watched that for the first time in New York. Uh-huh. Rented it on VHS. Right. Because that's what they have. Or the hat back. Oh, then. yeah, back then. But when we saw that part where fucking Heath Ledger draws a penis with a, a sharpie. It was the other guy. Oh, uh, no, that's right. It wasn't Heath Ledger. The model guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was him, and he draws that penis on his face, and he's like, <laughs> there's a penis on my face. We rewound that so many times. That delivery? Excellent. It was great. <laughs> it was good. But, yeah, good movie, uh, except for the kid. And I apologize for those of you who find him adorable. I found him cringeworthy. All right, so. That's fine. Are we going to move on from uh, the Santa yeah, Claus? They, Judge Reinhold is awesome, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I watched v- Vice Versa. Dude, oh my god! Just like recently, I love. How Fred does it Savage. hold up, man? That's another one and I haven't. Judge Reinhold in that movie is so over the top at times; it's a little ridiculous. Fred Savage actually acts better than him, which is interesting. But uh, yeah, Judge Reinhold in this one is good. It's very good. If, if we're gonna real quick, I yeah. have to mention um, Ruthless People. Oh. If you haven't seen oh. that, that, that's an 80s movie with Judge Reinhold, uh, Bed Midler. Yes. Bed Midler is fucking phenomenal in this movie. Yes. Um, and Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. So that's a, <laughs> that's a gem, I think. Yeah, great but, pointing that one out. Ruthless People. Yeah. yeah. You got to check that out. It's not a Christmas movie. No, but <laughs> it's a movie of note <laughs> it's, that you should watch. It's funny we stuff. We recommend it. Recommend it. Recommend it. Recommend it. Holy shitballs. What an idiot. Um, 
The next one is pretty much the same title. It's called Santa Claus the Movie. Yeah. This is from 1985. This mm-hmm. is probably not as known no. as all these others. It it's, isn't, but we watched it when we were kids. It was a staple for us as, it was. as a kid. Yeah. I, I love this movie. It's uh, It's got John Lithgow, Dudley Moore. Mm-hmm. Santa is played by David Huddleston. Yeah. He recently passed away. Okay. I think a couple years ago. Okay. I don't know why we... I'm sorry I keep bringing yeah, up Yeah, all this death. I'm sorry, everybody. Depressed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Happy holidays. <laughs> it happens. Um, But yeah, this is... um, You know, the Lithgow plays a, a dick... Uh, he he's a toy manufacturer who yeah. who he's trying to take over Christmas and become the new Santa Claus and and he teams up with uh, one of Santa's elves Dudley Moore yeah who uh, Dudley Moore leaves the the North Pole and, right. and goes to I think it's in New York yeah kind of like Elf well, yeah a little bit yeah um a little darker <laughs> yeah <laughs> because the second half is a little darker yeah, yeah. It, it gets kind of dark but then you know Santa has to save. Christmas and, mm-hmm. and his elf. Yeah. And, and that's basically the plot of it. I like the feel of this movie. Uh, maybe because I was a kid, I kind of saw Santa that way. Uh, the actor that played Santa in this movie, really, for me, when I think of Santa, I think he did a great job. Me I, too. I do. I see that. I'm like, that's Santa. And the feel of this movie was also very good. The way they did the elves and, and Mrs. Claus in the factory. All these movies of like what the North Pole looks like, I think they fucking nailed it. They, they did a good job, and I, I know um, this was in the works for a long time. I, it was 1978. Written, yeah, it was mm-hmm. written well before, you know, 85 when it finally was released. But uh, it, it, it was just one of those things, you know, it kind of falls through the cracks. People didn't. They yeah. wanted to do it, and then they didn't do it. Yeah, like James Cagney was supposed to play the older elf. Right. Okay? Right. And he wanted to do it, but he was so old, they had Burgess Meredith do it instead. And a great little cameo. He has like five lines, but yeah. <laughs> he did a really good job. Yeah. Um, yeah. Excellent. I. You know what? It was one of those <laughs> movies when I think of Christmas movies, it's hard to find. It's, it's not, not. You can't find it streaming. Somehow it didn't stand the test it of just, time. It just didn't. In is it maybe the second half of the movie is a little silly? Probably. Yeah. It gets a little, like, it gets ridiculous. Like, they create, like, this little potion. Dudley Moore, the elf, creates this potion where, like, it, he puts it in candy canes. Well, it's the same. It, it's what they give the reindeer to fly. Right. And he gives that to Lithgow, and he puts it into candy canes, and then... Right. puts it on the market and people start flying. And right. All these kids yeah, floating I mean, around. It, it's a little... <laughs> it's a little weird. It's a little dumb, but we were kids, really. We bought into it. Like, I did. And John Lithgow. Come on. Yeah, he's... What an actor. He's amazing. <laughs> um, and I think that's about it. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I wish it would have done a little better, but hey, that's just <laughs> it. That's reality. Uh, anything else you have on the list of movies to talk about? Uh, Home Alone. Yes, that's the next one. All right. Home Alone is probably one of the most popular, if not the popular, Christmas movie of it, all time. It's, it's up there for yeah. sure, man. It's a Wonderful Life in Home Alone. I would put one and two. Christmas Story. Ooh, <clears throat> there you go. It, top it's three. To say, I think it's a matter of preference with everybody. Okay. You know, I mean, yeah. Some now, people... overall, do you still love this movie? Not as much as uh, when I first saw it as a kid. Um, I still enjoy it just as much. I mean, I do. Yeah. I, I the only, I love Daniel Stern. 
Oh, me too. I think he really does kind of make this movie. Yes. Um, he does, actually. He kind of does. He is so good. <coughs> so free. There's... When... <laughs> when the tarantula is oh, placed on oh his face... God. Now, folks, that's not dubbed. That's him really screaming. Like a little girl. Yeah. Yeah. That's not fake movie <laughs> magic there. He's really scared. Yeah. There was like... He was convinced he was able to do that because they told him tarantulas don't have ears. So oh, okay. he was able to scream like that. Oh, okay. But nevertheless, I mean, I don't, I don't care, man. A tarantula like that on my oh, face, God. there's no fucking way that's going to happen. No. And no. I would scream just like that. <laughs> probably, probably even more so. Yeah. Um, an interesting little tidbit about this movie, too. It's a John Hughes movie. Uh, he wrote it. And directed it? Mm, no. Did they just write this it? This went to Chris Columbus because okay. he didn't want to do the Christmas Vacation movie. Oh, my God. John Hughes is like, I got another uh, another movie you may want to do. Oh, my God. It's called Home Alone. So this dude was going to make a hit no matter what. What a dick, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't know that. What a great note. Yeah, right. man. Very nice. But what I was getting to, actually... Is the house they use in this movie is so fucking beautiful, uh, and people, a lot of people agree with me on this. I guess the 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 owners of that house right now are fucking pissed because people keep driving up to that house, coming up to the door. Didn't they sell it though? I thought that that was an issue. Maybe that's why they <clears throat> sold it. They probably did. Okay, because I think now it's just. I don't know if it's the same deal with, like, the Christmas Story house. Yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure they sold it, but I don't think there's, like, tours. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. So, basically, it's just there. I think so. Okay. But don't quote me on that. Okay. But I think you're right about the owners. They were oh, definitely yeah, getting pissed. Dude. Well, but I would what, be. What the hell do you expect? Fuck yeah. Here, Get use... Fuck away from my house. Use my house for a movie. Uh-oh, it's a huge success. Mm-hmm. I would have moved as soon as, like, the, the shit started happening. This movie oh, came out yeah. in 1990. Like, yeah, right. I mean, wow. It's just a mess. Especially for those owners. Like, get the fuck out of my house. I remember <laughs> people, like, coming in that windows and shit. All right. But, um, yeah, it, I love the house, the feel of it, the, the colors. I thought Columbus, right, yeah. directed it. He did a great job in placing all the colors of Christmas in the movie. They did a great job of dressing up the house, like, Christmas-wise. But the whole premise of the movie is disturbing. Leaving a kid like that by himself, like, it didn't do it on purpose. No, but... But, come on now. Great parents. Think about <clears> it. <throat> they didn't do a good job. I would make sure everybody was there. I mean, you're getting on a plane to France. <clears throat> they were They were in a hurry. They uh-huh. all, they all overslept, Jeff. Uh, oh, yeah. They all overslept. <laughs> Even Uncle Frank. That fucking asshole. I hate that character. Great job, though. Yeah. You hate him, don't you? Uh, yeah, Cheapskate. <laughs> Buzz. Um, oh, Buzz, yeah. Well, he's, you know. There's a note about that when Kevin finds that picture of Buzz's girlfriend. Ew. That's actually a boy. Oh! What? Do you want to know why? Why? Why would <coughs> he do that? Columbus. Yeah. He was like, it'd probably be a little too harsh if it was a picture of a girl. Ooh. And he's like, yo, yuck. Oh, okay. Hard. I get that. Okay. So they, they, they got a little boy or a boy. <laughs> Dressed him up like a girl. Yeah. Put a wig on him or something. Right, right. Wow, the next time <laughs> I watch that, I'll be like, wow, that, that's a that's a little boy. <laughs> and next time you watch it, which 
I didn't know this either. The scene where Kevin's walking past and he almost gets hit by the, the van by Pesci and Stern. Yeah. They filmed that reverse. So they filmed it to where the, the car, the van was already parked and he's standing there and he walks backwards and the car, the oh, van okay. goes backwards. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I never would, I never thought it looked weird. I it didn't looks, either. It looks like he's about to get hit. I mean, usually you could tell when they do things like that. You're yeah. like, oh, that was so badly done. <laughs> right. So I thought that was, I'm like, wow, I never knew they, that's how they did it. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, yeah. Movie magic, uh, once again. Yeah. And it, before we move on. From Home Alone, you got to point out Macaulay Culkin. Um, this was the movie that just he exploded after this. Uh, the kid was a it was like like a rock star. Yeah. I mean, he really was, and it really did affect his life greatly. Uh, although it made him a big star, you know, as a kid, it's hard to deal with that stuff. But I mean, the reason why this movie worked, yes, the Joe Pesci, you know, and of course Stern uh, were a big factor in making that a hit. But if it wasn't for Macaulay Culkin, <clears throat> I mean, that kid pulled it off and did yeah. a fantastic job. Yeah, Gotta it, point that out. They, they say that he was, like, really professional on yeah. the set. Yes. Um, Joe Pesci was, like, kind of blown away by like how... a veteran. Yeah, he's like, he was like an adult. He didn't act like a, a 10-year-old or however old he was. I think he was maybe around 10 or 8. Yeah, he was very young. like that. Yeah, and Culkin says that when he would act... And they put a script in front of him. He said, it was so easy for me just to learn my lines. He goes, I read it like once or twice, and that was it. Wow. He knew his lines, like word for word. Wow. And that helps. That's amazing. Especially dealing with a kid. You know, they're not going to know yeah. their lines as well as a seasoned veteran like Joe Pesci. I mean, come on. Right. You know, so right. Joe going, wow, this kid's on his game. He's, you know, the kid knew his lines. He knew his spots. I mean, he was a natural. That's no amazing. doubt. That's noteworthy. <clears throat> All right. So Home Alone. Classic film. Um, what do you have next? The Family Man. Yes. Uh, kind of an unknown Christmas movie, I think. I don't think a lot of people really know about The Family Man. Really? Yeah, man. I was looking up greatest Christmas movies of all time, and they had like a hundred movies. It wasn't even on the list. Really? Okay. So okay. The, the reason why I love it, we saw it in New York City when it came out. Mm-hmm. Okay. What year did this come out? It's in 2000. 2000. Right. And um, I made a decision in my life to move back home because of the family aspect of this film. I mean, he plays like this top-notch executive, you know, businessman, <clears throat> banker or something like that. Yeah. You know, he has everything he needs financially, but he's missing something in his life, and that's love. Love from a wife and family. And what it doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. If you have family and people around you, you you love and you get love back from them, and that certain thing was described and portrayed in this movie. Very well done by Nick Cage, Tia Leone. Mm -hmm. Okay, I mean, just great. Even Jeremy Piven. Piven. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well done. Um, if anything to say about this movie? No, I love this movie too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I love Nick Cage in this. I know sometimes he's a hit or miss. He is. <clears throat> and he hit, I thought. He really did. Um, you really... It's funny, it's heartwarming yeah. to, to see him transition to from this top-notch, you know, yeah. hot shot. Right. Um, who wants nothing to do with a family. He didn't want... No. Didn't want that. He wasn't thinking about that stuff. He was thinking about money, making yeah. money. That's Being it. Being successful, and that's all he cared about. There's but more to life than just money. This, this little glimpse that he has... Where, it, yeah, it was only a few months. 
it was it something like that? And yeah. It, and it, yeah, I just, I love it. You know, he, he, he pulled it off. Yeah. Uh, props to Nick Cage in that role in The Family Man, 2000. And you know what? If you've never seen it and you're like, I don't like Nick Cage, don't. Just don't yeah. think that way. There's a lot of people when I read comments about this, people yeah. are like, I am not a Nick Cage fan, but mm-hmm. I love this movie. There you go. So, yeah. If you don't like him, give it a shot. Yes. Yeah. It's a cute movie, it, so to speak. It is. Um, and so we recommend it very highly, The Family Man. And, uh, man, does that wrap it up? Do, do we have any, like, honorable <clears throat> mentions of well, any Christmas movies? I recently saw um, Office Christmas Party... Yes, with Bateman. With Bateman. Uh, I didn't really know much about it, but I did enjoy it. I thought it was funny. Right. Um, I mean, we kind of talked about Elf. We did. We touched on Elf. Um, um, I'm trying to think if there's any other movies. Uh, we watched The Polar <clears throat> Express, I told Dave. He hasn't seen it yet. I know. I don't know what's wrong with me. I haven't no, seen I it No, I mean, it, that's a good one. I'm sure, I'll love it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's, there's... Uh, you know which one also that I like is A Christmas Carol with, um, gosh, they did so many of them. But this one was with, uh, gosh, the older actor. He was in Color of Money, not Color of Money, the, the original with uh, Paul Newman. What's it called? The Jackie Hustler? Gleason? Not Jackie Gleason, but the, the, uh, the, shady, the no. shady guy. Oh, I don't know. Damn it. I, don't, I, can't. I forget his name. I, I feel awful. <laughs> but he did it, uh, and you know what's really messed up is I'm going to stop this right now because I have to get his name. We're going to be right back. Um. Okay, we're back. We found the name, George C. Scott. And I feel really bad that I forgot his name, but he did A Christmas Carol, I believe it was in the 70s. And for some reason, I will put that one in, and that's one of my favorite like A Christmas Carol type mm-hmm. theme. And uh, I enjoy that one as well. Um, and I think that's about it as far as Christmas movies. And I wanted to bring this up. I'm going to throw this one out here. What is your, or what was your most favorite Christmas gift that you ever got? Oh, wow. Is there a specific one? Like when you were a kid that you got and you're just like, oh yeah. And you were so excited. Was it, I'm trying to think, was it like a Michael Jackson doll? Remember that? (laughs) We were so excited. You were so happy. Your face was bright red. It was... uh, You were like eight. The the thriller Michael Jackson. Yeah, the jacket, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I was a big fan of that. Yeah. I was like like five. Okay. Mine was Tecmo Bowl. Mm. Okay, I was like 14. Well, I remember when we got Tecmo Super Bowl. That's it. Tecmo Super Bowl. We... We jumped up. Oh, we jumped up and down. We were around the room, screaming, hollering, cheering. Yeah, that was my, that was the one. And I remember Dad saying that he saw it because he travels a lot. He's a salesman, so he would go to different states, and he saw it like in Tennessee, in like June. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he knew we wanted it way back. Yeah, and it was a hard one to get back then. It was it so was, popular. Yeah, well, Tecmo Bowl was so yeah. That was that, that was, was for the, everybody's the Nintendo, the mm-hmm. Nintendo, the original yes. Nintendo, the NES, and he bought it in June, sat on it for six months. <laughs> God bless him. <laughs> Made me happy. I played the fuck out of that game. That was a great game. Oh, great game. All right. Well, 
any other notes that you have about anything? Uh, no, man. Yeah. No, that's that about wraps it up. This was a the nice little episode, actually. Yeah. Hopefully, everyone enjoyed. Yeah. Some, maybe learned some new things about some of their favorite or yeah. least favorite Christmas movies. I know it's not everybody's bag. It's not. There's a lot of Grinches out there. There is, but I think there's a lot of people that enjoy this time of year. Uh, just the feel of it. Everybody seems to smile a little bit easier. I think Bill Murray said that in Scrooged. Right. You smile a little more on Christmas around that time. So thank you, Bill Murray, for pointing that out. (laughs) Because you know what? I smile a little bit more, too. So thank you for listening to this edition of The Actors Room. Highlighting films, highlighting actors, songs, albums. Yeah. And uh, also the people that have passed and that we love and will miss. Thank you for listening to the Actors Room. Go on, support the show, and I hope all of you have a great Christmas season, and this will be the last show of the year. So, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. All that great stuff. All right. And uh, go Browns. (laughs) Have a great day, everybody. God bless you. Have a good one.